Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, back to my regular day and time slot this week. Uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in on uh, on Sunday last week because uh, I was poorly on Saturday. So I had to postpone the show. But back to normal now. Uh, so welcome back to part two of our look into games that are based off TV shows. Uh, last week we looked at live action shows such as Star, Star Trek Sequest DSV. This time we'll be looking at games based off cartoon shows. Uh, thank you again to Frost Gamer for the suggestion for this topic, by the way. So, starting off with Ah! Real Monsters, which was released in 1995 in Europe, America and Australia. It was based on a Nickelodeon TV show, at least that's where I saw it. Um, and you play as the stars Ickis, Crumb and Ablina in this platformer as they attempt to scare a bunch of humans that, so that their headmaster, the Gromble, has assigned to them. Otherwise they will never pass their monster midterm exam. Each character has a special ability which you can switch between to accomplish various tasks. Ickis can fly for a short time, Ablina can stretch to reach high ledges and Crumb can scare or scan off-screen areas. You also get team moves such as having them stack on top of each other to get to areas normally out of reach. Your main attacks are simply throwing trash at people. Collecting garbage sacks will give you stronger though limited ammo to use instead of in, instead of the standard uh, projectiles. And picking up a diaper or nappy for those who are in the UK will make you invincible for a short time because... Ah, cartoon logic? I actually quite liked uh, Our Real Monsters, it was pretty cool. Um, weirdly enough, it, despite being about monsters, it was less gross than a lot of the other Nicktins of the time. Um, and yeah, I'm, if there's noise in the background, it's because I've got a fan on because it's been a billion degrees. So I will turn that off and see how far, how long I can go without dying of heat exhaustion. I'm usually fine in the heat, to be fair. Right, so let's have some music for the first block. Um, from our real monsters, we've got Laundry One. Um, if I remember correctly, I think one of the things I down I, I got for today was actually I couldn't uh, I couldn't find a a Mega Drive version, and I can't remember if it was. Um, Yeah, the version of the Our Real Monsters soundtrack I thought was actually the SNES soundtrack because I uh, couldn't find the Mega Drive version, unfortunately. Uh, same thing happened last week, actually. <laughs> so we've got the SNES version, um, but this is from Our Real Monsters Laundry 1. And then after that, we've got our first request of this evening, and that's Earthworm Jim for the Mega Drive, the first game. And that's for Pete's sake, which was requested by Multiclass Geek. So enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the music break.
we are back. And that was Earthworm Jim for the Mega Drive for Pete's sake, which was requested by Multiclass Geek, who can't join us in the chat today, but is apparently going to be listening in later. Um, and before that we had Ah! Real Monsters Laundry 1. Uh, I did notice when I was picking a track from the Ah! Real Monsters soundtrack that the, the music from that game is really clearly inspired by um, the music of Danny Elfman who did things like Nightmare Before Christmas, it is really obviously strongly inspired. This is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, a bit more about our real monsters then. Um, during the game you need to make your way through 25 levels and 5 bonus levels, scaring your way uh, through various humans before finally facing off against Simon, the monster hunter. Now, if you want to make it a little bit easier for yourself, you can get access to a cheat menu which will allow you to become invincible, jump endlessly, and it includes a level select option as well as access to the sound test. To do this you need to pause the game and then press an insanely long uh, combination of buttons. Uh, I mean there's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, There's like 30 button presses. Um, that you need to, it, it, it like, B-A-A, 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 and it, on and on and on and on. There's like, 30, you have to press press 30 different, uh, a various, a combination of 30 different keys in order to get access to this, which is insane. I'm not going to try and read it out because I'll mess it up, but I'm sure you can look it up if you like. But yeah, it's it's a really long button combination to get access to that uh, uh, that cheat menu. Now, sticking with the school theme, we're getting on the bus with Mrs. Frizzle with Scholastic's The Magic School Bus Space Exploration Game. This is an edutainment title, as you may guess, and you start by selecting which planet you want to learn about. For the Earth, you instead head to the Moon. As you travel to each planet, you'll be prevented with a kind of cut-down flight sim. And you have to shoot down asteroids, take photos of interesting things such as space stations, and flying wheels of cheese? Okay. Uh, you also fly into rendered 3D spheres, which provide you uh, provide your bus with further fuel, which you'll need if you ever want to reach your destination. Now, I didn't see a lot of Magic School Bus because I was slightly too old for it but by the time it came to the UK. Um, so, I, it's not something I have a huge amount of nostalgia about but I know a lot of people do and I know it was actually... Uh, uh, for, for something that was kind of an educational show, it was actually very well made. Which is great! Because a lot of edutainment shows are awful. <laughs> A lot of entertainment games are terrible, actually, but there were some really good ones. There were some really good ones on the Commodore 64, come to think of it, because my parents got me a bunch of them. Uh, there was a pretty interesting one whose... I cannot remember the title, but it involved, like, doing maths in order to build robots in a factory. And if you got the maths wrong, then the robots wouldn't work. And I can't remember the, na the, the name of it. Anyway, let's have some more music, then. 
Doan's saying speedrunners can probably finish the game in less than 30 button presses, referring to that uh, insanely long cheat code. Uh, and Twinny's saying R.I.P. Joanna Cole, she was the author of the Magic School Bus. I didn't know that, so yeah, okay. R.I.P. To, to the lady who wrote the Magic School Bus. Um, and well done to her for creating a um, an edutainment thing that is actually like well regarded. <laughs> um, Greyforce saying, imagine your hand cramping halfway through entering the code and having to start over. <laughs> Jeez. That would be awful. Oh dear. Let's have some more music then. Uh, so, I couldn't find any music from Magic School Bus, which is not a huge surprise for an ed edutainment title. So, um, Greyfour actually requested a some music from the Gargoyles game. So, I found a track from that. Uh, track 10, because they're not named, unfortunately. And after that, we've got from Magic Knight Ray Earth, because magic. Uh, God of Legend. So I hope you enjoy those and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
and we are back. And that was Magic Knight Rayearth, God of Legend. And before that, from the Gargoyles game, we've got track 10, which was requested by Grey4. That's my husband, for those that don't know. Now then. Uh, one cool Easter egg, sort of, um, in the Magic School Bus game is that you can... Um, come across, uh, allegedly come across a Sega Saturn floating in space as you make your way to the planet Saturn. Yes, very good. We see what you did there, Sega. I was informed of this fact by Greyfall, by the way, so I have not seen this myself. If anyone can find a picture of it, uh, please put it in the Discord because Twinny wants to see this for himself. Now then. Once you reach the planet, they then change into a landing minigame where you have to land the bus safely on the surface of your chosen planet. Once you have landed, you get to explore the planet and you have to go in search for Mrs. Frizzle, Ms. Frizzle while trying to keep your oxygen and jetpack fuel topped up. When you find her, you're treated to a slide puzzle. Well, treated is... is negotiable depending on how you feel about slide puzzles I guess. And then a memory game and that's a reason. Afterwards you're taken back to pick another planet. And apparently Nicholas Mann is now here. He has some pasta and bolognese. Mmm, pasta bolognese. Numb. Alright, still somehow keeping it with the school theme, we have Tiny Toon Adventures Acme All-Stars. This sports title, released in 1994 by Konami, lets you play as a team made of various Acme University students as they take part in basketball, soccer, bowling and an obstacle course, as well as a variant of whack-a-mole, in order to determine who has the best team in all of Acme Acres. When you pick your game, you choose your tunes and which position they will play in, for now, in the, uh, in the case of basketball and soccer. Each area you play in can have obstacles or traps you'll have to contend with, including oil slicks, bushes, and randomly rolling barrels. <laughs> I, I th feel like someone is breaking the rules a bit there. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, moving on. So, um, let's have some more music then. Uh, after the music break I'll talk a bit more about the, the Tiny Tin Adventures game um, but for now we've got another request this time from Electric Boogaloo and that's from Toxic Crusaders and the Water and then from Tiny Tin Adventures Acme All-Stars we've got Western so enjoy those and I'll speak to you guys again after the music break
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sorry about that. Uh, the my PC lost access to the um, the hard drive I keep all my music on, so it's just lost my entire playlist. Um, so I'm going to have to very quickly uh, rebuild the playlist. Uh, I'm going to try and talk to you while I'm doing that. So, uh, but the the music break, I mean, it was cut off, but we had Tiny Toon Adventures, Act like Me All Stars. Western, and before that, Toxic Crusaders, Water. Uh, so I'm going to try and um, rebuild the playlist and talk to you guys at the same time. Um, so we had uh, another one of the mini-games that was in uh, the Tiny Toon Adventures game was uh, bowling obstacle course and whack-a-mole games where you can actually play with up to three other people. Um, if you had the Sega Tap peripheral, it turns out that this was one of the very few games that was actually compatible with it. And you could have uh, up to three people in the same place competing against each other to see who's the best. And next up in the list, we have Pirates of Dark Water. Now, for those who are not familiar with this, it was a, I think it was late 90s, um, an animated uh, series. Only lasted for one season and was brilliant and really dark and really well made. And a lot of people think it is an absolute crime that it only got one, one season. Uh, I happen to be one of them, as you may have guessed. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad that it only lasted for one season because it was amazing. If you can find a copy of it, it was early nineties. I thought it was later than that. I'm old; my memory is dying. But Electric Boogaloo's collected corrected me. It was in fact early nineties. 
Uh, Pirates of Dark Water was released in 1994 and let you play as either Ren, Tula, or, or Eos as you travel the ver- traverse the various islands and areas of the planet Mer in search of the six items of rule, which are the only ca- things capable of fending off the dark water and the ever-consuming tides. Where was I? As you start, you're shown a map where you can choose which area to send your ship, the Wraith, to visit. Once you've picked your destination, you'll be given a description of the area by Niddler, the monkey bird, because that's the thing. And after this, you'll be free to pick your hero before setting off. A bit of a weird thing to see as you pick your hero, you'll get to see your stats, by which I mean their age, height, weight, address, catchphrase, and their likes and dislikes. Which makes it feel weirdly like some sort of dating app, as opposed to, you know, an adventure game. I mean, you know, RPG-type statistics would have been pretty cool, but this works too, I guess. Although they did that sort of thing a lot in um, fighting games, at least in the manual. It was quite often a thing, and they'd quite often include like their blood type as well. Which turns out is, is a sort of superstitious thing in Japan, which I didn't know back in the 90s. Anyway, uh, so let's have some music. So from Pirates of Dark Water, we've got track 10. And then after that, from uh, the Arcadia Legends OC Remix by Ocean's Andrew, we've got Blue Skies Pirate Surprise. So enjoy those, and I will try very quickly rebuild the playlist. <laughs> and I'll speak to you guys again after the music break. Thank you. 
back. And I've managed to repair the playlist. Phew. Panic over. So, back to Pirates of Dark Water then. Uh, when you finally get into the game itself, you'll find yourself searching the level for objectives, combating enemies, avoiding traps, and collecting items. As you progress through each level, you'll encounter locked-off areas, which will be accessible once you complete a mission for a nearby NPC. Often, this involves collecting a certain number of coins. Items you find will vary, but most will grant you some form of health restoration or invulnerability. Clever players can exploit these to take out the bosses at the ends of each level pretty easily. One somewhat handy hint for those playing this on actual Mega Drive instead of on emulation, when you power the game on, once the Sega logo appears, press reset on the console, and now when the Sega logo appears again, you can press start to skip the intro screens and get to the game faster. This isn't very, like, game-breaking or revolutionary or anything, but it's pretty handy if you're in a hurry. Um, I forgot to mention what music was playing. Um, so yeah, from Arcadia Legends OC Remix, we had, um, uh, from Ocean's Andrew, Blue Skies Pirate Surprise, which was a remix from Skies of Arcadia. Uh, Arcadia Legends is a great album, by the way. You can get it yourself for free by heading over to Overclock Remix. And before that, we had Pirates of Dark Water, track number 10. Again, no names, because the version I downloaded didn't have any track names. Sadness. <sighs> right. Less stress. Calm. Everything is fine. Let's have some more music, shall we? Now there is actually music to play. So from Sonic Rush Adventure, we've got Pirates Island Act 1 and 2 mix. And then from uh, one of uh, Doan in the chat's favourite games, we've got from Dark Saviour, Sea Bandit Ship, Vill Villain Escapes. I can say words. So enjoy those, and after the break we'll come back for Chiptune Corner!
are back. And that was from Dark Savior, Sea Bandit Ship, Villain Escapes. And before that we had Sonic Rush Adventure, Pirate's Island, Act 1 and 2 mix. Uh, Darwin was saying, a random fact, Villain is what Bilan is called in the Japanese version of Dark Savior. Yes, they did indeed call the main antagonist Villain. Lazy devs are lazy. It sounds to me like uh, it was a placeholder that they forgot to replace. And Twinny's saying, what if sloppy translation made the character just be named Bad? <laughs> I can entirely see that happening in, in something at some point. And then we got the chat got onto a discussion about uh, a character in Langrisser that's called either Bose, Bozer, or Bozel. Um, which apparently in German means angry, uh, although can mean uh, can be used to mean evil or bad. Apparently, my German is not very good, so I'm taking Nicholas Amand's word for this. So apparently, Bose headphones which I mostly know from advertising the Formula One on Channel 4, uh, are angry or evil headphones. Now this explains a great deal. I'll, I'll let you think about that one. I don't like those headphones, they're incredibly overpriced for what they are. Anyway, on to the Chichen Corner then, because I am rapidly running out of time. After the adventures in my computer not working. I think I'd know what happened actually. Um, Radio DJ keeps doing the not responding dance. So I think Radio DJ is having a moment today. I will have words with it later. Right, um, we're back to some slightly more modern composers this week. Although I use the term a bit loosely. Uh, this time highlighting a track from British electronic musician Matthew Simmons, who is better known to Chiptune fans as 4Matt, as in the number 4, M-A-T. I see what he did there. He started his career in the demo scene in the early 1990s, so slightly more modern than some of the C64 composers, but eh, go with it. He was composing music on a Commodore Amiga. This launched his career as a musician, sound designer, and video game music composer. He's since worked on games such as Diablo and Warcraft 2, Pinball Dreams, Rocket Knight, and some of the Silent Hill games. Which is pretty impressive. So, uh, gonna have a track from him. From so, uh, I'll also put a link up to his Bandcamp um, on the Discord chat. Um, when Firefox cooperates. Um, so here is DNA Dream from Format. Enjoy that. Let me know what you think. And I will speak to you after the break to close out the rest of the show.
are back. And that was DNA Dream by Format. Uh, be sure to check out his Bandcamp because uh, I think that's a great track, and he's done some really nice, um, some really nice music as well. So definitely check his stuff out, and let me know if you enjoyed that as well. So thank you to everybody who's tuned in this week, um, despite and and stuck with it despite the technical hitch halfway through. Yes, thanks computer, thanks radio DJ. I will beat you. Uh, beat you until morale improves later. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for a topic next week. I have not decided. But if you have any ideas on a topic that you'd like for me to cover for uh, Hidden Palace, you can reach me through Twitter, where I'm at Blazing Skies, or Discord, where I'm on the Radio Sega Twitter as Skyblaze, or you can reach me through the Radio Sega. Twitter or Facebook pages. Coming up next is Saturday Night Sega. I think it was a pre-recorded episode uh, this week. Tomorrow you can check out the LMC blog. And if you have not yet done so and weren't watching uh, Green Viper play earlier, uh, recently we relaunched the Radio Sega Twitch channel. Uh, so be sure to check out all of our streamers. So we've got Ravseeg, um, my husband Greyfor, who streams on Tuesdays playing Sega Saturn games. Uh, Green Viper is streaming on a Saturday before this show starts. So be sure to check those out. I think further information should be on the website, uh, radiosega.net. And the rest of the radio live schedule will be on there as well. I've been Skyblaze. This has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Got one last track to go out on. I'm going to run long, but that's okay. Thank you uh, to everybody in the Discord chat. Thank you to everybody who reacts on Twitter. We've got Streets of Rage Remake Secret Lab Monster Gallery Mix for our last track. Take care, everybody. Good night.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.